good evening, good evening to you all on our YouTube channel and also on our Facebook page and our conference line and those that will be um, joining us on our Zoom line. Amen. Good evening. We're just going to open with a word of prayer and we're going to go right into our lesson on tonight. We're going to continue a uh, part two of law enforcement because we did, we didn't finish it on last week. So we want to finish it this week. So I just want to open in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise your name. We thank you for another opportunity, Lord God, to come together to study your word on tonight. Father, we pray that you would um, anoint us afresh and anew, Lord, that you would give us strength, O God, and vitality, O God. We bind up lethargy and tiredness and weariness, O God. Father, have your way on this line. Have your way in the conversation. Have your way in the teaching, Lord God. Father, take authority, take control. This is your line. Father, we simply work alongside with the Holy Spirit. We decrease and he increases. And because of that, he has the right to do as he will on this line. We thank you, Father, that we do believe in miracles, signs, and wonders, Lord. We believe that there's nothing impossible with our God. And so, Father, we pray on tonight that someone will leave here with a divine encounter and experience with you. We thank you for lives being changed. We thank you for strongholds being annihilated, oh God, over the, the lives of your people. We thank you, Lord God, for those that will be set free on tonight. And we certainly thank you for those that will receive you as Lord and Savior and that they will be welcome into the kingdom. We thank you, Lord God, that your word is spirit. Your word is truth. And Father, what you set your word to do on tonight in the hearts of your people, it shall be accomplished. God, we love you with all our heart, soul, strength, mind. Oh, Father, we can do nothing without you. Have your way, Father. We ask it now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So we're going back again. We're talking what we've been teaching on um, authority. Um, and, uh, so in this lesson, again, it's part two of law enforcement. So what you probably will find yourself, um, you will probably, um, review some of what we've already heard. And, um, I'm just checking our YouTube channel to make sure it's coming up. Uh, and then we will just simply, okay. The host has another meeting in progress. Okay, so um, they are trying to get in on the Zoom. So let me see if I can get them back up real quick so that we can get started because it's really a lot to cover. So I'm going to try it one more time for the Zoom. So if you could just uh, bear with me for one minute and let's see if we can get them up. Uh, And uh, if you can... uh, Prophetess Flow, if you can uh, text uh, Miss Donna Cell. Okay, I think she's on now. All right, so we're good. Thank you, Florence. We we already have her up and running. Amen. Okay, mm-hmm. amen. So we have her up. Amen. So again, I don't know if they're up on the um on the Bible study line. I'm not sure if they're up on that uh, on the um YouTube, but um. I am definitely trying to get them up. So, uh, technology. There we go. They popped in. All right. So here we go. Everybody's on the line. Praise Jesus. Thank God. If there's anything, um, as we're teaching and as we're, um, 
uh, going through the lesson. If anybody has anything they want to share, uh, you, there's uh, several ways. One, you can, if you're on the line, you can send a chat and I'll uh, try to pop over and look at the chat comments, comment a section, or um, if you're on the conference line, unmute yourself and then we can um, have a conversation there. Amen. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So on last week, law enforcement part two, we learned that we exercise authority when we take responsibility and do what God has told us to do. And so this doesn't mean that we can just command anything we want. We know that all authority can do is enforce law. And so in the natural realm, we call policemen as we're um, going over the the week before last. um, In the natural realm, we call policemen law enforcement officers. And we know that they have uh, authority to enforce what's already been established as a law. We know that police officers do not make up the law. They aren't absolute dictators who can do whatever they want to do. They are limited. All they can do is enforce laws that are already what in effect. And so it's the same in the spiritual realm. Every born again, believer has this supernatural God given power. However, we learned on, uh, several weeks ago that there are spiritual laws governing how it works. So we can't just operate and do what we want. Amen. There are spiritual laws. And so like a police officer, all we can do is enforce uh, laws that are already in effect. We can't uh, use God's power in a selfish way. Amen. Because there isn't any law where God promises to give us whatever we want, whatever we desire, we're lusting after. Amen. Anything that is not according to his will. So instead we need to learn what the laws of God's kingdom are and then recognize prophetess flow that our authority is simply to enforce those spiritual laws in the natural. Some people try to violate the laws of the land. That is why there's a need for law enforcement enforcement officers or policemen, because people who go out and enforce laws, There are people who go out and they enforce laws uh, and make sure that people are complying to what has been established by local government, Mm -hmm. government and municipalities. In the spiritual realm, there are demons who are constantly trying to oppose us. We learned and um, inflict their 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 ways upon us and to, to prevent us from experiencing the fullness of God's provision. And so we must enforce saints of God, the spiritual laws of God's kingdom that have been given to us in review. We find, we found that most people, um, don't see the kingdom of God as operating under a law. Instead, they see, see, um, God's kingdom, uh, as being directly under the Lord. And so in their mind, he often changes his decisions and his moods. And so sometimes you'll hear people in the kingdom say that, um, you never know what God is going to do and you can't put God in a box. And we said on, uh, last week, the, the week before that God is definitely bigger than, uh, the outside of the little box that we've uh, tried to contain him in. But we also learned that he has also established spiritual laws that even God himself will not break. And so we looked at Psalms 138 and two, which says thou has magnified thy word above all thy name. And so although many scriptures reveal um, the power of the name of Jesus, such as in Philippians two, nine through 11, God has magnified 
his word even above his name. And so we discussed on last week that a person's name is no better than their word. So if they don't keep their word, then their name isn't accounting for much of anything. However, we know the name of Jesus is a powerful name. It's powerful because he never breaks his word. When God says something, we learned uh, that it becomes what? A legal um, contract. It becomes binding. Amen. So all of God's word, amen, in scripture, all of his promises are legally binding. Amen. So we can rest assured that whatever he says, it shall and will come to pass. We also discussed in Psalms 89 and 34, uh, the scripture says that my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. So whatever God has promised us in his word, he says he will not alter it. He will not change it. He doesn't switch his mind. He doesn't say, you know, today I'll do this and tomorrow I won't. Once he spoke it, it becomes covenant and God says he will not break it. And so when God speaks something out of his mouth, his word is covenant. As I just said, it's a contract that he will not break. Isn't that a blessed assurance to know that we can lean and depend and trust in God and his word. He's not Mm -hmm. (laughs) wishy-washy. Whatever he says he will do, he will do it. Amen. And so in Hebrews one and three, it says that Jesus upholds all things by the power of his word. That sounds like integrity to me, saints of God. So in other words, our entire universe, which we discussed on last week, is held together by the integrity and power of God's word. If he were to ever break that promise or violate it, Sister Donacell, the world, the universe, you and I, we would all probably self-destruct. It's God's integrity that holds everything together. Amen. And that's kind of where we stopped on last week. And so today we want to continue on. And I want to start with the topic, um, the law of faith, which is still tied into the main topic. And so we've learned that when God speaks something out of his mouth, that it becomes a contract, it becomes a law. And so once he said it, uh, Sister Sharon, he won't change it. And in order to effectively use your authority, saints, uh, we must know what his laws are. So we can't operate in authority, right, on God's authority if we don't know the laws. So when a new police officer, when he's hired, they what they'll do is they'll immediately um, study what the laws are. And they'll do that so they, they'll know what to enforce, what they can and cannot enforce. All right. So the police chief doesn't just tell them to just go out, you know, without knowing anything and see if it works. That's not how they operate. Okay. And he may, I'm sure that the police chief is not going to say, well, just go out and see how it works. And maybe the people will submit and maybe they won't. No, that's not how it operates. They study, they study the laws so that they know what they're enforcing. Amen. So the police officer is thoroughly grilled in what the ordinance and statutes are. He is um, grilled on and he is um, in tune to what is allowed and what is not allowed. And so a law enforcement officer has to know the law because they cannot Mm -hmm. go beyond the law. 
They cannot, they, they, they don't have the right to, to, to just do what they want to do as well. They're only given authority to what? To enforce the law and they cannot go beyond the law. They can't just do things on their own. And so a police officer does have authority, but the authority ends at the end of the law. Can't go past it. If there isn't a law prescribing what they're trying to enforce, then they cannot do it. They cannot do it. And so it's the same in the spiritual realm. You can't just pick up and choose or pick and choose according to your own selfish whims, right? You can't just think of things just because you want it. It has to be in the will of God. It has to be in his will. So we have to know what the laws are that govern God's kingdom and then abide by those, what those laws. So if you try to enforce something outside of those laws, it's not going to work because you just can't use your God given authority to do whatever you want with it. Amen. It has to be in line of God's will. And so in Romans three, it speaks of the law of faith. In fact, Romans three and 27 says, where is boasting then? He asks a question. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? And then it says of works question. And then it goes on to say, nay, by the law of faith. So the law of faith, faith has a, what it has a law. So you can't just go around doing anything, saying anything, binding and loosing. It has to be according to the will of God. Okay. So there is a law of what a law of faith saints. And so in the physical realm, there are natural laws. There are natural laws. And among many others, there is a law of gravity. You know, law, we've learned that the law of gravity and the law mm-hmm. of thrust and lift. We've learned that in school. Amen. So a law, saints mm-hmm. of God, is something that um, that's both constant and it's universal. So a law is consistent and it's universal. So if gravity operates in the United States, but not in some other country, then it would just be a phenomenon, not a law. A law means prophetess. A law means that it's consistent for everybody on the planet. It's the same for everyone. And it's always that way. It doesn't change. It doesn't flip. Amen. Gravity is gravity here. Gravity is gravity in Texas. Gravity is gravity in California, in Australia, in Germany, in Africa. It is consistent. So gravity just, just doesn't, um, spike every once in a while. Right. But sometimes we'll see things that make us think, you know, you think that, okay, maybe, maybe there is something to this gravity. Maybe it's not consistent. And so there was a, there was a a plane accident years ago, um, in Colorado Springs where a plane, uh, it, it crashed, unfortunately, while landing. And so here's, here's the interesting thing. They found the, um, they found the black box. Uh, but when they found the black box after years of examining it, they could not find any error. They couldn't find anything that they could pinpoint 
that uh, caused that airplane to crash? Why did it drop from the, from the sky? They couldn't find anything after years and years of going over the footage and, 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 and looking at all types of materials and they could not, they couldn't find anything. And so the, the, the investigation went on for about three or four years. And after, you know, not finding any type of pilot error or mechanical reasons for the crash, the, the examiners, right? The, the examiners, you, you mm. notice that they, they never, they would never say that it had to do with gravity, right? Even though they could find nothing while the, why this plane dropped out of the sky, they never blamed it on gravity. They just, they, they, they just left it as they, they, they don't know what caused this um, fatal accident. And the reason why they didn't say it was gravity, because gravity is a law and they know that nothing can, you know what I'm saying? Nothing, um, nothing can affect, affect gravity. Gravity is a law. It, 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 it is consistent and, um, it does not change. So they would never even consider that. Amen. Even though they couldn't find anything else wrong, they would never mention gravity because it's a law. It's a law that operates in, in, in the natural rim. And so if you, if you're ever going to have an efficient, effective, powerful relationship with God, we must break out of that mindset that our God is inconsistent. Our God is not inconsistent. Our God is like that gravity uh, the law of gravity and the law of, of lift and thrust, right? He is not inconsistent. He is consistent in all things. So we must get out of the thinking that says saints of God, that sometime God wills to do this. And sometimes he wills to do that. We never, or you never know what kind of God or what kind of mood God is in because that is not the character of God. God is consistent, not inconsistent. He might heal. You know, sometimes you say he might heal this one, but another one, we don't know why, or he didn't heal. He may want them to suffer that way for the rest of their life. No, all of that is not part of God's character and who our God is. That's not how God is. And that's not how his kingdom operates. God is the one who created the heaven and the earth. And think about it. God created the heavens and the earth, right? And it's so orderly. It's orderly and it's systematic that you can find out exactly where Mars is, Jupiter, and all the other planets like that, 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 that operated uh, um, years ago, thousands of years ago. Everything is like um, clockwork. It's perfect. It's consistent because that's what our God is. He's consistent. He's not wishy-washy. He doesn't do for one and not for the other. That's not our God. We can accurately project when an eclipse, amen, will occur because it's predictable. So what's amazing is, is how people can think that God who created such order in this vast universe, saints, would do things sporadically and haphazardly. That's not our God and that he would do it in our lives. Order did not come from chaos, prophetess flow. God himself mm -hmm. is orderly. He created laws both in the natural and in the spiritual. 
God himself is consistent and our God is predictable because he operates by his own spiritual what? Laws. So you need to find out what his spiritual laws are. Then once we do that, then we take authority. So as a believer, when we learn uh, what, what our spirit, what the spiritual laws are, we take authority as a believer and then we do what? We enforce it. But if you're ignorant of God's word, then you won't be very effective in exercising your authority because the enemy will just talk you out of it. I'm reminded prophets flow when, when, when mm-hmm. I'm, I've got, when I've purchased the, the bed, the, the bed lift in, in, in my, in my bedroom and how, when, before it was purchased, they told us that the, the, um, delivery men would put the items together, right? As mm-hmm. that was our right. We purchased it and they guaranteed, they promised us that when the, the, the delivery came, that they would, um, the delivery men would put all of the things together that was stipulated. And I kept going on because I knew I couldn't put it together. So that was my main, um, stipulation. Now you're saying, you're telling me that they're going to do, do, you know, put everything together. And they were like, yes, when it's delivered, everything will be put together. Well, lo and behold, right. When it was time to be delivered and they got it in the house, they wanted to, to put together some things, but the other things they didn't want to put it. They were like, they, they didn't know how to put it together and all these excuses. Now here's the key. If I didn't know my rights, <laughs> right? If I didn't know my rights, had I walked out of that store and never really, um, had them stipulate what my rights were once they, the, 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 the delivery came, um, what I was entitled to, had I not known that th- I, I, I would have lost out, but I knew what the manager had told me. Plus I had Florence who was there and she heard it <laughs> as mm-hmm. well. And so when they said they were not going to what to do it, I immediately did what I immediately confronted the store manager, the high as I can get right. Because you promised me when I purchased this particular item, that it would be put together by your delivery man. And now your delivery men are telling me something else. See, I knew my rights. And so had I not known my rights, they did come and put it together. We had to go through a few things, but I did get everything put together by the store. But had I not known my rights, I would have missed out. And the probability of it all would probably be, Sister Donna Cell, it would probably be sitting there um, because I would have to try to find somebody to put it together. And I say that because we have these laws and promises um, and principles of God. But if we don't know them, then we cannot exercise our rights when the enemy comes right and starts whispering in our ear and telling us that you don't deserve this. Uh, and you don't have a right to that and that you're always going to be this. Well, if I don't know what the word of God says, right, then I, 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 I'm not exercising my right. I can't speak to the enemy and tell the enemy, no, 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 no devil. You're a liar because the word of God says that, that, that this 
is mine. I can have this. So in other words, mm-hmm. I can say to the enemy when he accuses me of not being forgiven. Oh, yes, I am. Because it says in Ephesians, we are forgiven of what? Of all our sins. I combat him because I know what I know my rights. Amen. And so when he yeah. says, oh, once, once you leave, you know, you die, that's it. It's over. No, John three sixteen says I have what eternal life. So you have to combat the devil the same way I had to go back to that furniture store and combat with the managers. Amen. Because I know my rights. And so when the enemy comes in and tells you you're not blessed, you say, no, 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 no. In Deuteronomy 28, two through 12, it says, I have a blessed life. That is my right. And I'm exercising it. I'm walking in it. I'm talking it. I'm believing it. Amen. And when the enemy comes and tells you that old person before you got saved, no, 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 no. You tell him in second Peter one and four, uh, I have a right. Hallelujah. To a divine nature. I, the, the old me has passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new for me. These are my mm-hmm. rights as, as a citizen of the kingdom of God. Amen. And so when the enemy, comes because he does come and he starts to tell you, you're not saved. You're not saved. No, no, no. I am saved. Hallelujah. John 15, right? And 16, Daniel 12 and three Proverbs 11 and 30 says, I now can help others do also, um, or to obtain salvation because I have salvation. So now I can help others. So you're a liar. And when he comes right and says that you're not healed, that, that, that you're not delivered, that you're not set free. No, 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 no. You tell him according to Isaiah. Isaiah 53 and five, that I have physical healing. See, that's knowing what my rights. And so as I mm-hmm. had to combat with the, um, go toe to toe with the, the, the uh, managers at the, the, the department store, but who we have to go toe to toe with is the enemy. The Bible says that he is a, what he's a liar. And so we know, and I say this time and time again, sister Sharon, that we know that anything that the enemy says that it's a lie because he is the father of what of lies. So we are Mm -hmm. not to entertain. And so we, when we know our rights, amen, when we know our rights, then we can, we can, um, we can stand uh, up against the enemy. Amen. But if we don't know Mm -hmm. our rights, we don't know our legal rights, then guess what? The enemy is going to have a field, a field, uh, field. Was it a field time with us? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Field day with us. Absolutely. Amen. So it's imperative. It's important, saints of God, that we get into that word, that we study the word, not just, and I say it again, and I know I sound like like over and over again, but that's how important it is. Not just um, on a Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever you have your Bible studies, but really we should be in the word every day. Some scripture meditating on asking the Holy Spirit to give us revelation, meditating on him, you know, meditating on the word, pulling out our notes from the Sunday service and going over those notes and those scriptures and allowing the Holy Spirit to give us revelation, to, to break it down, to teach us what those scriptures mean. Amen. We have to know our rights. If we don't, then we're going to lose out and we'll have, we'll, we'll want, instead of uh, living a victorious life, we will live a defeated life. And that's not God's best for us. Amen. Hallelujah. And so again, we know that God is consistent. And, and so there was a story, prophetess flow. Um, it was a story. Um, and I might've told this story before, but it was about a gentleman who took this 
this um, journey uh, in a ship across the Atlantic. Um, and so he had scraped up all of the little money that he had. He scraped it up uh, in order to get a ticket to travel to the United States. And so once buying that ticket, all this gentleman had left uh, was a little bit of money to his name because he had used all of his money uh, to purchase this ticket. And so once he was aboard, uh, he knew that his finances were limited, but he had to eat. And so with the little money that he had, he purchased some crackers and some cheese. And um, that was going to be his meal as he journeyed across the Atlantic Atlantic Ocean. And so for the entire uh, month long, as he was traveling and voyaging across the Atlantic, all he had to eat were these mere crackers and cheese. And so as he ate his crackers and his cheese every day, he watched as the other passengers flow were going to the dining hall and he watched them as they were, they were getting down. They were eating pretty good. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. So they were eating pretty good and he, you know, was, you know, sitting there eating off of his cheese and crackers. Um, uh, because he, he, he figured that he wouldn't be able to afford um, the luxurious meal that he saw them uh, privy to. And so since he didn't have money, he knew he figured he couldn't purchase it. So he just was content with his cheese and crackers. And so as it got toward the end of the, the trip, uh, one of the porters came up to this man and he asked him, he said, you know what, um, sir, um, I noticed that you never joined us in the dining, the dining room. And so he says, was there, was there something that we've done, something uh, that we did to offend you? Um, why is it that you, you ate, you didn't want to eat with us during the entire voyage? And so the gentleman answered, he was like, no, 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 no. I'm not offended at all. I wasn't offended. He said, I would have loved to have eaten with you. That food looked good. Amen. And I'm improv improvising, but he said the food looked good, but I just didn't have enough money. I didn't have the money to go into the dining hall and eat, you know, the food that they were offering. And so he goes on, he says, uh, <laughs> The man says, well, well, I'm glad to know that, you know, you weren't uh, offended. He said, but, um, I just wanted you to know that the meals were included in your, in your ticket. <laughs> and so the whole time he could have been enjoying the scrumptious food that the other uh, passengers were eating on the ship, but instead, because he thought he had to have money to go in and dine, he didn't realize it was already included in his ticket. So the man was ignorant of what was rightfully what it was rightfully his y'all hear what you know where I'm going with this, right? He was ignorant of what was rightfully his. So if we don't know, what belongs to us as citizens of the kingdom of God, we'll be just like this man. We'll go without, right? So many in the body of Christ, as I said, we're the same way. We're ignorant of the abundant life profitless flow that God has given us. 
And so we Mm -hmm. live without enjoying, oh, Father God, help us, Holy Ghost. We live without enjoying many of the salvation benefits. Some that I just read that Jesus, Jesus Christ died on the cross to provide for every believer. Because we are unaware of what the word says. And so Satan has convinced some of us uh, in the body of Christ that we that we really aren't um, going to prosper, um, that we that we'll always live barely uh, enough to get by. But that's not what God's word says. Amen. So we have to take what's rightfully ours. We have to stand up for it. Amen. We have to decree it. We have to declare it and we have to believe it because we've already learned that God is consistent. He's not inconsistent. We already know that his word is integral. Amen. So are you aware what the word promises you concerning your prosperity as, as, as Christians? Because Deuteronomy 28 says that God has commanded his blessings upon all the works of your hands. Amen. And we know we preached on that a few Sundays ago. That means your hands got to be what? Doing something. Amen. You can't just be sitting around waiting for the job to drop and all. You have to be actively so that God can have something to work with. Amen. God can't supernaturally work if you're not working your hands, if you're not out actively seeking, actively knocking. Amen. And expecting God to do what he has promised he would do in his word. Amen. 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 Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, um, this gentleman tells a story. I thought it was interesting. He tells a story of how, um, a friend of his asked him to go, uh, to a, a person that he knew, a young lady that he knew, uh, who was uh, suffering with arthritis. And so, um, he agreed to go. He said, I agree. He agreed to go. And so he said he tried to get her to a place of faith by telling her all about, you know, the different people that he had personally seen healed of arthritis and that arthritis was no problem for God. Nothing mm-hmm. is too hard for God, by by the way. So the, what the, the guy goes on to say, the gentleman goes on to say that she just looked at him and said, well, I believe that God can heal, but I don't believe that you can heal. And so he says, of course, it's God's power and not his. It's God's power, but not his. It's not his. But he did tell the lady that God had given him the authority to use it. So we have the power. The power is not ours. It's God's. But he's given us the right and the privilege and the authority to use it. And so this woman, not understanding this, she was immediately put off and began resisting how he was trying to minister to her. So then she said to him, it all depends upon whether or not it's God's will to heal me. How many times have we heard that? If it's God's will, if it's God's will, mm-hmm. is it God's will for her to be healed? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She didn't know the what? Mm-hmm. She didn't know the word. She didn't know God's will. She believed God could do it. But she didn't believe that healing is a law. Something that God through Jesus Christ had already done by his stripes. We are 
He didn't say we what. He says mm-hmm. we are. We are healed. It's our right to be healed. It's our right to be delivered. It's our right to be set free and walk in freedom. It's our right to be overcomers. Amen. In first mm-hmm. John five, 14 and 15, it says this is the confident or the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his, what his will, not our will, his will, his word, he heareth us. So when we ask according to his laws, his word, his principle is almost, you know how I see it flow. I see him raising up from the throne because he hears us. Amen. Mm. He hears us. Mm. And then first John five, 14 and 15 says, and if we know that he, what hears us, right? Whatsoever we ask, we know that we, what? have the petition that we desire of him because it's his will because he is consistent because his word is integral. Isn't that something that when we pray his word, he hears. And like I said, I, to me, he I could see him raising up off the throne in his ear, listening to me. And because I know that, amen. I know that he hears. I know he's going to respond. He's not, not so much to me, but to his what? His word. Amen. All I have to do is operate in what? Faith. God responds to his word. We just have to believe it. Old Abraham, Abraham, I wrote that scripture down in Romans 4 and 21. Romans 4 and 21. It says that Abraham Remember, y'all remember Abraham and Sarah, right? They Mm. were old, but God had promised Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. And he was old. Sarah was, was beyond childbearing. We know the story, but God had promised. And so in Romans 4 and 21, this is what gets me prophetess flow that encourages my heart. It says that Abraham was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded. How are you fully persuaded, Abraham, when when your wife is beyond childbearing? She's what, in her 80s? He's in his 90s, I believe. But God promised him and he is fully persuaded. Florence, come on. Little things that we ask God for. Are we fully persuaded? This would take a miracle. Abraham believed in the impossible with God. He's, it says in Romans 4:21, Abraham was fully persuaded that God had power. Hey God, thank you, Jesus, that God had power to do what he had promise. My question to us on tonight, are we fully persuaded like Abraham that God has the power to do what he has promised us in his word? Hallelujah. Are you fully persuaded on tonight that whatever he says he will do, 
It will be done when it is asked according to his will, because he hears us because we're praying his promises. Amen. So now we just got to put on that faith. We got to walk in that supernatural faith. Glory to God. Is there anybody out there? Glory to God. Saints, this is the confidence we have if we ask anything, anything according to his will, his law, his principles, his word. We know that he hears us, as the scripture says. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have these petitions. The whole thing hinges on what? It hinges on what is God's will. Whatever your circumstances or situation is, go to the word of God and read and find what is it? What is your will, God, concerning my situation? Concerning my circumstances, concerning my marriage, concerning my children, concerning my business, concerning the ministry. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, what is your will? Because I want to be like Father Abraham. I want to be fully persuaded that you have the power, Lord, to do what you have promised because you're integral. Glory to God, because you're a consistent God. You're a systematic God. Glory to God. You're no respective person. What you've done for Abraham, you can do it for me. The impossible. Whatever's according to the word. Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? Somebody just hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, you hear people say, well, you never know what God's will is. You know, you, you hear a lot of stuff and we, you know what, sometimes mm-hmm. we just don't think. And sometimes we just talk and we're not really, you know, listening to or paying attention to what we're saying. But that kind of thought undermines the whole principle that we're talking about. If you think that God just sometimes wills for a person to be saved, that God sometimes wills for a person to be healed or that God sometimes will for a person to prosper. Mm. And sometimes he doesn't. And then you don't know what God's will is when you're thinking like that. You don't know what God's will is. You're wishy-washy because if you know what God's will is, you know, his promises, you'll stand on it. You'll be fully what persuaded. And so if you think God is totally unpredictable, which he isn't because he's given us his word, then you'll never use your authority effectively because you're not sure of what the laws are. That's why we have to be students Mm. of the word. Listen, a police officer, right? Can't effectively enforce the law. If they think that sometimes it's okay to speed (laughs) and other times it's not, or it's sometimes okay to rob a bank. Or sometimes it's not. No, no, no. That's not the way the law is in the land, right? The law isn't sometimes in effect and other times not. The law in the land, the laws of the land are what? They are constant. They are the same all the time for everybody, right? And so in the natural realm, And we know we've heard it said in the natural realm, we say nobody is above the what? The law. You hear it said. 
And so that, that should mean that politicians, police officers, whoever it is, will be held accountable if they break the law. So it really doesn't always, we know that sometimes it's, you know, you know, y'all already know, I'm not even going there sometimes, but in <laughs> actuality, nobody should be above the law. Nobody. Amen. So it's the same in the spiritual realm. There are no exceptions. There aren't some people that the word works for. Amen. Cause you see people, you know, I always say you see people doing, um, um, you know, miraculous, um, powerful work for God. And, you know, you see men and women of God who, you know, the, the Holy ghost really, um, worked in their ministries, but guess what? God's no respecter, right? He's no respecter. So there aren't some people that the word works for and others that it doesn't. It's not that God just likes some people and causes his power to work for them, but others he doesn't. That's not, that's not the character of our God. Amen. God has established laws and we need to learn how to do what? To operate in them saints of God and to cooperate with them. We can be confident. We can be confident that we will receive anything we ask according to his will, right? In first John five, 14 and 15. How can we know God's will? How can we know God's will? How can we know his will? Through his word. God's word reveals his will. And that's why I just said, if you have a circumstance, a situation in your life, go to the word of God and find out what God's will is concerning that. Because that is your legal, that is your, your, his binding agreement to the believer. And then you can exercise your right in that area. I always say, and I say, you'll probably hear me say it all the time, but put the onus on God. Amen. God, this is your will. This is what you said, right? You're consistent. Mm -hmm. You're integral. Your word will not return into your void. Amen. All of these things that we can exercise. And when the enemy comes, we exercise it against him. Get back, you know, like Jesus, get, you know, get you behind me, Satan. No. And through a third John, right? Third John and two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou may have prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. God wishes saints. His will and desire for every believer is that we may prosper prophetess flow and that we would be in what? In health, even as our soul prospers. This is a law of God. And so he wants us to prosper and be healthy. God wants us to be a world overcomer. And that's according to first John five and five. And now remember, even though we have, we have spiritual laws, but we still, we have laws that operate in the natural. And so, as I said, to be in good health, we have to do some things that are healthy with our bodies and our minds. Amen. And our spirit. Amen. Cause those hands got to be working, right? You got to be doing something mm -hmm. in order for God to be able to step in and to manifest by way of his word. And so God wishes or God wish, will, and desires that we would prosper and be in health. But listen, in John 10, 10, it says, 
um, that God will, that God's will, right? And Satan's will, mm. it, 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 it gives it to us very plain, plainly. We see God's will and we see Satan's will. In John 10, 10, it says the thief cometh not, but to what? Steal, kill, kill and destroy. destroy. Okay. So that's the will of the enemy. That's his will. Amen. That's his desire. Mm -hmm. All right. But here's Jesus. Mm -hmm. He says, but I am come that we might what? Have and have it what? More. More abundant. Right. So the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has sent Jesus into, into the world that we as believers, that we would have, that we would live life and that we would live it up more abundantly. And so as Satan comes to still kill and destroy, God comes to give us life more abundantly. So if something is life and good, we know it's God, but if something is bad and I don't know, you know what? And I don't, I think, <laughs> I don't know if we straddle, you know, the fence and our faith and our, you know, when we see stuff and we know that it's evil, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately we should know that that's the enemy. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Immediately. But sometimes mm-hmm. we make, you know, make excuses for things, but it's obvious that it's the enemy because anything that destroys and kills and steals is not of God. We know that that everything that is good and perfect comes from the father of lights above, right? Good things. Mm-hmm. God wants good things to come our way. And so it's, it, it, as I said, it's obvious, uh, in, in John 10, 10, it reveals God's will and, and it reveals Satan's will. And so even though it's very simple, you know, it, it's, it sounds very, uh, simplistic, but it's true. Good God, right? Bad mm-hmm. devil, good God, bad devil. Good things come from God. Mm-hmm. Bad things come from the enemy, the devil. And you can look in that's in James mm-hmm. one and 17. So the Lord has ordained laws for our, what for our good, mm-hmm. his principles, his word has been ordained for our good. How do I know that? Because he came to give us access. Prophet is flow. I feel like I could jump out of this chair. He's came Mm -hmm. to give us access, right? Mm -hmm. To the abundant life. But we keep Mm -hmm. listening to the enemy. We keep listening to this head and logic and reasoning. Amen. And we're not looking at the word and the promises that belong to us. And we wind up like that gentleman on that ship. All the time you had access to all of this luxurious, uh, splendid, you know, food and you're eating cheese and crackers because you didn't know your rights. I don't think it's all the time that we don't know our rights. I think that there are times that we are not willing to do what we need to do, right? To have the strength to make the right choices, right? So the scripture says that we have to build up our spirit man because you have your flesh and then you have the spirit man, right? Mm -hmm. 
And we have to build up the spirit man. And so that requires time with him. That requires um, being in the word. It requires prayer. We know everything that we're supposed to do. It requires fasting. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. It requires denying this flesh. We know all of that. But how much time do we really spend building up our spirit man compared to operating out of our flesh? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when we talk about, like we talk about about, um, Spurgeon, you know, and all these greats, right? And these people, like, they didn't even watch TV. Like, what can they say? He didn't even read the paper. Like, he didn't even, they didn't even watch TV and stuff like that. But think of the many hours that we put in sitting in front of a TV. Mm-hmm. And then think of how much time in the day that we spend building up our spirit man. Mm. <laughs> and so if the fleshly nature is, is uh, constantly being fed, then nine times out of ten, the moves going to run out. So sometimes I think we act like we don't know why <laughs> we're, you know, not winning these battles and not and we're just not being honest with ourselves. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But you know, and I and I agree. There we have so many. We have many distractions, but we also have choices. We have choices, especially if it you know mm-hmm. if it's television watching social media, you know, there are some choice we can, we can choose, but it's the flesh. You're right. It's the flesh, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we have to actually, we, we have to take authority over the flesh and, mm-hmm. and, and, and that sacrifice, that's part of, 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 of sacrificing, you know, um, I, I would like to watch this particular show, but I also know that my spirit needs to be fed. You know what I'm saying? We're so, I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, at times myself, easily um, Lord. Lord. And I could find myself after a while, you, you didn't sat in front of the TV, it's two hours later. You know what I'm saying? Three hours later, you get caught mm-hmm. up in the show or, you know. But but what's m- more important, you know? What's more important? It's that spirit man. So yeah. yes, because we we're we're not sacrificing, um, because we're giving into the flesh a lot of times. That too mm-hmm. causes us um, to miss out. Amen. Because mm-hmm. the word of God. And, and maybe some of you will agree with me. God's word, it takes faith. Um, it takes faith. It takes faith to, to, to stand on his word when everything around you is saying something contrary to what God is promising. You see what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. unless we stay in his presence, 
stay quoting the word, stay in the word. I believe that's where those miracles really, they do come, you know? And when we were talking about John Lake a while back in his, um, his healing, um, clinic and eventually he had a hospital where they, they use no medicine, but what, the, what they did they build the people's faith up. There was no TVs. There were no newspaper. The newspaper was the word of God. They were constantly fed the word of God to build. You know what I'm saying? Mm. To build up their faith. Remember faith is that substance faith. You have the word, you have the will, but that activation must be that faith. And, and like I said, I've been messed up with that desire, right? Versus that mm-hmm. faith, which is conviction, you know? So a lot of times mm-hmm. too, Florence, we're desiring in a, in a way, you know, when you're, con- it's, it's just a difference when you believe God and you're, and you're convicted in your spirit that God is going to mm-hmm. do what he says versus, you know what? I, I hope it, you know, God will come through. That's, that's mm-hmm. a desire. But when you, when you're fixed on that word mm-hmm. and his promise, it's a difference. But we, but like you said, it takes, giving up. It may take spending hours in the word really to be, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. It might take spending hours in the word and fasting and praying and shutting yourself mm-hmm. away from what did Jesus do when Jesus went to, 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 to Lazarus um, grave, right? He put all, he, he got all them, those negative people out the way. You, you mm-hmm. might have to separate yourself from naysayers. People think going to think you might, okay, mm-hmm. she didn't bump their head. But these are the things that we have to do because it's so easy. I think we're, we're weaker than what we really, you know, I, I, I probably get in trouble a lot of times, but really, I think sometimes we're weaker than what, the, than what we profess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we profess mm-hmm. a lot of things, but we're not seeing the evidence of a lot of, a lot of things in our lives as well. And it takes that determination. Mm -hmm. It takes that sacrifice, you know, that sacrificing those moments, whenever you can steal away with God, filling your, your, your mind with with his word quote, you know, speaking his Mm -hmm. word, walking away from people that you know are negative. Amen. And it's going to cause you to, 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 to falter in your faith. We have sometimes you, you have to do some radical things. Mm-hmm. Amen for these promises, because mm-hmm. but because the scripture says he's no respecter, and if he did it for John Lake, a Catherine Kuhlman, you know, and some of the other generals of faith, Mother Mother, Mother Etter, you know, many um um uh, powerful uh, anointed generals in the faith, Amen. He's he's he hasn't changed. We just said he's mm-hmm. systematic, right? He he operates by mm-hmm. his laws. So what are we doing? We, we falter God because this A, B and C didn't happen, but sometimes it takes that radical, radical steal away. People thinking you probably knocked your head against the wall, but guess what? When, when you're desperate and you need mm-hmm. God to, then I'm, not, I, I'm sorry. Maybe you think I'm, but I, I mm-hmm. can't hang with you. I can't watch the TV today. I'm going in, in my clock by whatever means necessary. So yes, you made a point there. There are things that we just want, like, like we were saying, the scripture was saying that, that, um, the, the prosperity scripture, Deuteronomy 28, right. But, but he blesses us, you know, 
through the works of our hand. We have to do our part. We just, you know, think we do. Okay, I pray and that's it. You know. Okay. It's it's just more than the prayer part. It's it's, it's getting in that word. Mm -hmm. It's confessing that word. It's speaking that word. It's believing that word when the reports are not the way I want it to be, or not what I anticipated, and 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 depression comes in, or 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 you know sadness comes in, or you start your faith starts to to kind of tremble that's when you got to get into that that closet you got to shut away from the people mm-hmm. get the word and start talking to god and start confessing i know what it looks mm-hmm. like god you have to it's this is this is how we win the battle this is how we exercise our rights but we 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 get a little lazy amen mm-hmm. we get a little lazy mm-hmm. praise god amen and sometimes when we get a little lazy then we don't see these things we listen you, we really have to raise, raise up. We got to do some things different. We've been doing a lot of things out of religion, out of custom, um, out of know-how, church know-how, church jargon. We've been doing, but, but you know, we really have to really get this one-on-one with God get tangled up and tied mm-hmm. up with God and in his word. Amen. To build our faith. Because once mm-hmm. you, you start seeing those miracles, right? Once you start seeing God doing the miraculous, it just builds, you know, more and more of that faith. And then you mm-hmm. get to that point where you're fully persuaded because now I listen, I know what he's done back here. I know that yeah. it was impossible. It had to be God. You see what I'm saying? It just builds it. Glory to God. And then you get like that Smith Wigglesworth. You know what? He is in the word, the word. He's so, so full, so saturated with the word of God, the power of God, the anointing of God. I ain't even got to go through all that no more. Right. I ain't got to go to the closet because I already know I've had some experiences with him that I just believe him. And I know he's going to come through. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Amen. And we think about abundant life always. All right, I'm from is that the nine, but we think of more abundantly too. That I believe also is abundance in the spirit realm. It's in the spirit. So like this relationship that we can have with him, that we could walk this walk, right? Mm-hmm. But it 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 becomes our everyday part of our life. It is our life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Christ in me. In you, the hope of glory. Yes. So the closer you get to him, you know, we always talk about uh, in his very image and likeness. I think that that comes the closer we get to him, the closer we walk with him. Yes. Then those attributes become a part of us. Yes. And that's the abundant life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. So in, in, in ending, um, as we said, the Lord has ordained laws for our good so that we can access the abundant life that prophetess is just mentioning. Um, but we have to learn what those laws are so that we can cooperate with them saints and demand Satan to quit stealing, killing and destroying the blessings that are rightfully hours in the natural realm. If someone stole something of yours, you have the right to what press charges. You could demand for that person to be picked up by the police and to be prosecuted. 
if they were found guilty, some kind of punishment or, or prison or retribution or reimbursement, uh, you could, you could access it, but it all depends upon the person who was wrong doing what exercising their rights and pressing charges. Amen. So in a sense, you have Mm -hmm. to take your authority and say, I'm going to receive what is rightfully mine. It's like me. When I went back to that furniture store, it was rightfully mine. You promised me that, that, that particular bed would be put together. That frame would be put. I exercised my right because I knew it. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so it's the mm-hmm. same in the spiritual realm, just like every other believer. You have God given rights and privileges, saints of God. He has established his will for each and every one of us, but it's up to us to claim what God has done for us. So we must press the issue. We have to take our authority and enforce these spiritual laws that have been made for our benefit. Ignorance of the spiritual law, saints of God, will keep us from pressing charges. It will prevent Mm. us from keeping the enemy out of the picture. The enemy just runs wild when we think or you think you don't have any authority or power. You have authority and power. It has been delegated. You don't get nothing else out of these lessons. Exercise it. Amen. And so many believers just don't know what is rightfully theirs. Like the man on the ship thinking that they have to be sick. No, you don't have to be sick. Thinking that we have to be poor. No, we don't have to be poor. Thinking that we have, we, we just have to be discouraged. No, we don't have to be discouraged. And so they say, this is just the way that it is. No. I can't do anything about it. No, that's not correct. They don't know that Jesus Christ has redeemed us from all of those things. He has redeemed us. He has recovered it. All saints of God. Glory to father God. Hallelujah. So in the same way that the physical world operates under natural laws, God has created his kingdom to operate under spiritual laws and people of God. These laws are constant, consistent, and universal. So it, it's to your advantage. It's to our benefit that we learn Mm -hmm. glory to God, what they are. And then when we learn what they are, We cooperate with them and we begin to exercise them in the earth. Amen. So that we can experience Mm -hmm. that abundant life that Jesus Christ has given us. Glory to God. The father has given us through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And so let us just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, then I'm going to turn over to you, prophets. Father, in the name of Jesus. Tonight, we want to pray for those who do not know you, Lord God. 
Father, anybody that may be listening in on tonight or someone who comes across this, um, this teaching Lord on the social media, and they don't know you, Lord, they don't know, know anything about you, but they've heard this message and Lord on tonight, the Holy spirit has, has drawn them, has wooed them. Oh God. And tonight they want to make a decision to make Jesus their choice. And so father, I, I, I thank you and, and I, and, and I praise your name. And so for you out there, glory to God, if that's you, that tonight you have made a decision that you want to make Jesus your choice, I ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Father, Jesus, I I, I know that I am a sinner. But on tonight, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior because I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. And because I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin, I also believe that he arose again and he's right now seated at the right hand of the father, making intercession for all the saints. Father, I believe and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And on tonight, I invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart, to come into my life and become Lord of my life. I invite him in and I receive what Jesus has done for me. I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so if you prayed that prayer with me um, from your heart, then you are saved. Amen. And welcome unto the kingdom of God. Our prayer is that you, um, if you're local and you need a, a, a place, a home where you could be discipled, then we welcome you at Hope International Ministries. And again, I will love you. I will tell you the truth and I will disciple you to be all that you could be in Jesus Christ and to most of all to love God with all of your heart, your soul, and your strength. Amen. And so you're welcome um, to become part of this Christian Family Hope International Ministries. Um, you can reach out to us. We will have that information on our um, YouTube channel and on our Facebook where you can contact us. Amen. And if you're if there's another church that you're um, interested in and if we can help you um, find a, a, a church family and a home and a pastor that is teaching the truth. Amen. That's teaching the truth and that will love you. That will, that, that will disciple you. Uh, if we can find a place for you, then we will do that as well. Amen. But we just want to welcome you into God's kingdom. And so I'm going to turn it over to uh, our prophetess flow and she will pray us out. God bless you. Uh, know that I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. And uh, I'll see you on next Thursday. Some of you and then hope international ministries. I'll see you on Sunday and you're always invited to fellowship with us on Sunday at two 30. Well, at three at two 30 at um, the one seventeen third Avenue in Neptune city, the community center or we're also at three o'clock on YouTube. Um, our service is on YouTube at 3 p.m. on Sundays. Amen. All right, prophetess. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this lesson, Lord, or this series of lessons, Lord God, that you have 
um, allow pastor to teach us, Lord God, and we thank you just for who you are in our lives, Lord God. Father, we first come repenting, asking, Lord, that you will forgive us for, Lord, those uh, areas where we have fallen short, Lord God, and those areas, Lord, where we have made decisions and choices, Lord, that does not line up with your will, Lord God. And Lord God, we just ask that you would uh, help us to uh, make the right decisions, Lord God, that we may be like Mary, Lord God, that sat at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Help us to make better choices, Lord Jesus, concerning you and concerning our relationship with you, Father God, because we really do want to be just like you, Father. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you that you died on the cross, Jesus. You did it all on our behalf, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you in advance, Lord Jesus, that we are going to make a commitment, Lord God, to spend that quality time with you. And, Lord, we love you. We adore you. We bless you, Lord God. We ask that you would restore back into Pastor what she has poured out. Hallelujah. And, Lord God, we just thank you for each and every one on the lines, Lord Jesus, and thank you for moving by your spirit and by your power as only you can do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Blessings to you too, Sister Donna. So have a wonderful evening. Amen. God bless. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.